Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, our way maker. We thank you for making ways out of no way. And we thank you for showing us that way. And so we give you praise, honor, and glory, and honor. All belongs to you and no one else. We love you. We appreciate you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 How you doing this morning, our word? All right. Turn your Bibles to Romans, the 8th chapter, 29th verse. We're going to talk about self-awareness this morning. Somebody say self-awareness. Self now, 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 this morning, we're going to get deep. Somebody say we're going to get deep. Get deep. It's, gonna, it's so deep, I'm going to take my time. Because we're going yeah. to get deep. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be like, hmm, let me think about that. Right. All right? That's, that's where we're going to go this morning, all right? Okay. Let's say our confession. God's covenant teaches us how to live God's way. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Therefore, all that the Lord has said, I will do and be obedient. You may have your seats. Let's read Romans, the eighth chapter, verse 29 together. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. We're going to use that scripture to help us this morning to understand um, how to be self-aware, uh, according to what the Bible says. Right? Amen? You got me? You got me? Come on, you got me? Talk back to me. All right. Let's go quick, quickly review, because this is the last of the series of godly relationships. And we want to just go over relationships real quickly. We said, and the review in godly relationships, we said uh, the origin of relationships is a God idea. Amen? Relationships is not our idea, it's a God idea. You got it? We said the definition, relationship is a state, let's read it together, relationships is a state of being connected with another person by marriage, kinship, marriage, marriage. You know, when you see two people together, you say, How, what's your connection? You know, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, dad, you know, what's your, what's your connection? And by that definition, you can tell the nature of the relationship. You got it? We said the purpose in any, any relationship, God made relationships. Let's read together. God made relationships so people can connect with one another for what? Three things. Companionship, do life together. All right? Support, help us through this life. And what? Self-development. So if you're in a real healthy relationship, you should be becoming a better person. All right? He, he put people on earth. First of all, for you can do life together with some people, all right? The next one is they support you doing good times, bad times, right? And then they help develop you as a person. You, you, you can't, there, there's nothing more, your affections don't come out as much by yourself unless, unless you're in a relationship. You know, you don't experience love to be loved unless you're in a relationship. And so God gave us these kind of relationships so we can feel our, the deep affections he's given us as people. And so it's through all these ups and downs and whatever, of relationships that we experience one another, all right? We only experience people through relationships. I can, pass, I can walk by you in a mall, don't know you, right? And I'm not experiencing nothing with you, why? Because we don't have relationship. You, you got it? And so we only experience one another through relationships. And so we dare and risk to get into relationships with one another. Some are given to us, family, and some of them we make on our own called friends, coworkers, and all those kind of things, got it? We said the growth of a relationship is, uh, let's read it together, relationships grow 
based upon individuals, what? Interpersonal skills to become close with one another and resolve conflicts. So, so you have to have good interpersonal relationship skills to become close into relationships, all right? And we're not taught interpersonal skills when we grow up, all right? Some skills we learn, but if you're good at interpersonal skills, you're probably, hey, Soraya, we, you, uh, you will, um, your relationship will be more healthy, right? Because so, even during that time, you can resolve conflicts, all right? You got it? We said choose your friends wisely, and we said how did you choose your friends? We said, first of all, check the values out. The most important thing in any relationship is values. That will keep you. And we, we ascribe to godly values. Make sure the person, before you start, especially before you start getting into some kind of romance with them, make sure their values are godly. And then we said you go through the similarities, then you check out your similar interests, and then you go to the likability, do you like one another, and then the acceptance, do this individual accept your imperfections? Or do they talk about you and put you down for them, right? And then we talked about the last one was trust. Can you self-disclose yourself to this person? That's a good relationship that will grow if you have those kind of things. That's how we uh, maneuver through relationships, amen? So the first thing, if you're uh, single, looking for somebody, the first thing that you wanna do is their what? Values, not their muscles, okay? <laughs> not how they look, they may look good, but they take them values out first, all right? Do they have the same values that you have? You got it? I'm telling you, values will keep the relationship together. If, if they're practicing those values, all right? It will keep the relationship together. So this morning we want to talk again, like I said before, self-awareness. <clears throat> and uh, self-awareness is, is this. Let's read together. You have a clear perception of yourself as an individual. Now, stop right there. Just think about it. Do you have a clear perception of yourself? As an individual that separates you from what? Other individuals and the environment. You got it? So when we talk about self-awareness, what are we saying? You have a what? Clear perception of yourself. As an individual, separate from other individuals. Got it? And the environment. You understand, listen to this now, you understand the tendencies, the tendencies in the way you think which explains your drives, feelings, preferences, and personality that influences your judgments, decisions, and interactions with other people. Let's read it together because it's very important. It's very important if you're gonna get this self-awareness thing. Got it? So let's read it together. You understand the tendencies in the way you think. So that's why, that's why sometimes I get on people, I say, I say, why are you doing that? Why, why, why are you doing that? Why, why are you joining that? Why are you part of that? We don't think why we're doing stuff. So then people say, oh, you can't judge me. I ain't judge. I'm just asking, why you doing it? If God gonna mess with me about it, I'm gonna mess with you about it. <laughs> you know, why, why, why are you doing that? And, and, and it, I'm not trying to catch nobody. I'm just saying, I'm trying to get you aware of self-awareness. Why are you joining it? How deep do you go when you make decisions about why you joining something? We don't have self-awareness, people. We talk about other people, we have their awareness, but we don't have our awareness. Isn't it easy to solve other people's problems you can't solve your own? Isn't it easy to, to, to tell people how to run their children you can't run your own children? Isn't it easy to tell the boss how, how to be the boss when you ain't the boss? 
See, we, 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 but self-awareness, we don't have that for ourselves. But we, we sure can tell you. You know, and then, then I always tell people this. If you come up on me, it's just automatic. Don't mean to. Anytime you say something to me, I'm automatically going to look back at you. If you tell me to lose weight, I'm going to look at your what? Isn't that right? If you're going to tell me about my children, I'm going to look at your... It's just, it's, it's just automatic. You tell me about money, I'm going to see if you got some money. Before you start talking to me. Right? Because we're always trying to solve people's problems. Our best conversation is about other people. <laughs> we don't get on the phone talking about ourselves, we talk about other people. And feel good when we get off the phone. Okay, let me read this. You understand, let's read it together. You understand the tendencies in the way you think. So I, I, I think, like, like, like I was talking to somebody, and I was thinking, I said, like when I told y'all, I said, because so, that bugged me. I said, now why did I, because if, if I don't understand it, I'm going to do it again. I said, why did I quit being dorm chief? Why? Why do I resist being a leader? A leader? Why, why did that, that just keep bugging me, bugging me? And they said, oh, I love helping people, but I can't stand being accountable for people. See, see, I love to teach y'all, but I, don't, I, don't, I ain't got time to be trying to tell you. Are you praying today? Are you praying? Why ain't you praying? Why ain't you praying? I don't want all that. I don't want that. I always want easy, 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 easy. Let's all pray. Let's all buy two tickets. I don't want to say, like, don't you want, did you buy two tickets? Did you buy two tickets? I don't want You got it? So I know my tendencies on how I think. That I'll quit when I feel like I got, oh, I'm just tired of being a have to account for these people. So I know the root of it. So I can deal with my tendencies. You got it? I'm still trying to find out these tendencies of being alone, just like being alone. Just tendencies, just being alone. Just being alone. Why? You got to check yourself out. Why? Everything has a root to it. And your drives and feelings and preferences. What's my preference? Why do I have these preferences? Love chocolate cake. Just why? Why? I think, I, think, I think that came with the makeup of that, that, that and personality. Now, because if I don't, listen, listen, because if I don't understand this, then I make my judgments on these things. I make my decisions on these things. And I interact with you on these things. You got it? So I got to be self-aware. Ain't about you. Right? Because the thing about this, he said, hey, get on my nerve. You got to think, like, why do I let them get on my nerve? See, don't put it on them because you can't control that. You got to go self-aware yourself. Why do I let people get on my nerves? Oh, because I want everybody to like me. And if you want to be a leader, you can't have everybody. It just comes with the territory. If you want to be a leader in front of everybody, forget about trying to be understood 100% by everybody. Other people just ain't gonna understand you, all right? Because they're not you. <laughs> so how do you become self-aware? First of all, it's internal awareness, how you see you, your behavior, and val values, all right? So how you see you, based upon, I got Christ's values, right? So I would be self-aware of how is my behavior compared to my values? So I, I evaluate myself like that. You got it? You follow me? 
So you got to have some values to, to evaluate yourself. What are you trying to be so you can evaluate yourself this, and say, oh, am I being that? You got it? Talk back to me now. Come on. And then you have external awareness. How you see others. Interpersonal skills. How you see other people. How do you know, self-awareness. How do you see other people? Why do you see, see this person saying they think they're they, they something? They ain't did nothing to you. So why, you always think like, why, do I, why don't I like this person? The person ain't never did nothing to me. Why don't I like this person? You could find out you envy them. You wish you, wish you had what they had. Right? You know, they ain't bothering you. Now, have you ever did that? Like, they think they're cute. Like, do you even know them? You ought to find out, soon you say it, you say, why I say that? I don't even know that person. Am I jealous? When you, somebody say, when you say somebody, they must think they're cute. They probably are cute. <laughs> they probably wearing some shoes that you can't wear. <laughs> right? They, they probably got a body that you wish you would, you would die for. And they're happy with the body. And they, maybe they are, you know, showing it, right? But you wish that you had it so you could show it. <laughs> you know, you're know, like, I didn't hang in guys just all like that. Because you, what, what happens is, get to the root, you're really comparing yourself to that person. All right? So I'm just saying, if we just run around, we say a bunch of stuff, let's, let's all get our thoughts together and let's grab them together. All right? Discover self-awareness. Now, check this out. Who are you? Why do you exist? And what are you doing? These are questions that just, okay, who are you? Why do you exist? And what are you doing? Now, now we're getting ready to get, get real deep. Okay, we're going to get, you know. What is conscience? You exist, but how do you exist? Conscious means reality, existence. But when did I come into consciousness? When did I start reality, the world? Did you know this? When babies come into this world, when you have babies, the consciousness is with the parent. They have no self-conscious. Remember the first, the first definition of self-awareness is when you become an individual of yourself and that's separate from other people. So every time you start weaning that child off, they are coming into self-awareness. Until they get off the breast, the only awareness they have is with the parent. Amen. 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 And that's why you'd be so happy. Ooh, they just love me because they don't have no other existence. Amen. They don't have anything. You're fooling yourself. They don't have an existence. They have no consciousness of reality yet. It hasn't kicked into the brain yet. My wife is a, a bootlegging doctor, <laughs> and I'm a bootlegging neurologist. Okay. And we're going to get into the brain today about where consciousness comes from, because it's very important to understand how your brain works. Right. All right? Because most of you sitting here don't use it. No, no, no. You work not to use your brain. And I'll show you. 
to be self-aware, you stop using your brain. That's why you don't understand who you are anymore. And you can't see yourself because you stop thinking. You're on autopilot. Oh, way ahead of Hold on. This, I'll show you how the brain works. All right? And that's why the Bible says, renew the brain. Amen. Now, this is the Bible says. The Bible brings us in some sort of consciousness. Who are you? Identity, image of God. Why do you exist? Worship God. And what are you doing? Doing the will of God. That brings you into some kind of consciousness while you're here. If you don't have that, you don't. What, what, what's consciousness? What's, what's reality? What is it? What is it? What is consciousness? When does it arise? When does it come? And what's the difference between consciousness and self-awareness? Consciousness brings that you know you exist. Self-awareness brings into you into the point of who you exist in the reality of, of this world. So when the, when the child grows up, they want to know, I know I exist by consciousness. But who am I in this consciousness world? Who am I? So God has to tell you who you are in your conscious state. Otherwise, you don't know. You're just conscious that you have a reality, you have life, you have a being. But who's going to tell me what it all mean so I can be self-aware of what I'm supposed to do? So the Bible teaches us that you are in the made in the image or likeness of God. That's why people make millions being image makers. Because if you don't uh, fall out the image and identity of God, you're going to fall out to somebody's image. Because you're looking for what? Self-awareness. Mm, are you with me? And then why do you exist? Worship God. And why, what are you supposed to be doing right now? Doing the will of God. Now let me tell you something very important, very important. There are drivers in your life. Very important. You need to know these, self, these drivers because they make you self-aware why you do everything. Number one, attention. Some of you are going to do things for attention. Why are you over there? Because you want attention. So why am I doing that? I love the attention. See, see you can't fool me. See, like, you, you ever see this, right? <clears throat> I'm talking talk about the, uh, the, the clergy. When I was growing up I, I, in the clergy, right, I watched watch this. You ever watch this? You know, we don't, we, we have, like, have a pulpit here, whatever like that, right? But I used to watch, man, it's, it's like this. People, Patsy asked us one time, she said, why y'all uh, preach? Why y'all want to preach? We said, you know, we did the spiritual thing. God called me. God called me. God. She said, okay, we, we know God called everybody. Why, what she was saying, be self-aware. Why are you in this? And some of it is we're in it because we get a attention. That's why people get excited about preaching. I'm getting attention. And if you don't understand that attention, people, you're going to take under. You're going to go under. It ain't all about God. I'm getting some attention right now. I got these people listening to me. That's attention. Quit spiritualizing everything. You better get self-aware. Else, that's a lot of times. Times pastors fall because they don't understand their motivation. What drives them into ministry or keep them in ministry? You must understand that you get attention when you're speaking. So when you act out, sometimes, sometimes kids act out because they want to. 
Meaning they must not be getting enough attention from home. So they act out. Some of the other things that we do, we have to go on acceptance. You want acceptance from people. Appreciation, you do things to be appreciated. You want to know you're valued. All these things are your drivers. Gets in your, these drivers of, of the person gets in your, in your, what drives your mind and says, I'm going to do this because I'm going to get appreciation. I'm going to do all this. And then you, you, then you forget to tell them that, that what a great job. They look at you like, what, what, what? And they did it all for what? Appreciation. Do you value me? And then association. Some people join groups because they want to be associated with them. I don't need no, I don't need to join no group to be, to be, be anybody. I went to this one thing, they got me, got, they, got, they told me to go to this thing. They said, you need to go to this thing, you need to go to this thing, you need to go to this club. I said, okay, okay. I got there, Martha, I got there, it's one of them clubs, right? And everybody, the first thing they do when they shake your hand, Brian, first thing they ask is, what do you do? What do you do? I said, man, everybody walking around here talking about, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? I said, oh, this one of them networking clubs. So when I said pastor, they always like, kind of frown, like, okay, thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, because I couldn't help them, and usually pastors associated with asking for help. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying like, oh, I said, man, I ain't go back to that foolishness. I ain't got time for that. That club ain't gonna make me. But some of us join clubs, associations. Now you somebody because you associated with that. Why you do that? No, no. What does that club add to you? What? Why? 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 Do you want to be associated with that? There's only a question that you need to find out about, that's all. I'm not trying to be nosy, I'm just saying, you need to find out why you're joining it. What does it mean? What does it add to your life? What does it add to God's life? I'm not gonna join nothing that don't add nothing to God. Cause I'm here for what? To worship him. To do his will. So if that's not in the will, I don't need to join it. Because they don't bring anything to God. Now, this is what the Bible tells me about my self-awareness. Why am I joining this? Just a question. Actualization. You got goals, you want to accomplish them. And then these are the two things that mess a lot of people up. Approval and affirmation. People die to get these things. Michael Jackson literally died because he could not get affirmation from his parents. Or his dad. A lot of you, man, I am the most, one of the most fortunate people in the world that I got my affirmations. My father affirmed me. The, the, the patriarch of our family, Uncle Jim, he affirmed me. He said, Keith, you, I'm so proud of you. Now that these people put that in me, I know I don't need people to do that for me. That's very important when you're a leader. Because people want to affirm, but see, there's only certain people who can affirm you. The affirmation of a father, no one else can give it to you but a father. You can sing, you can do all this, all this, and what you really want is affirm from your father, and you ain't gonna get it, and then you just feel, ah. Uh. My, my, my coach, he, he, he passed away, my first coach. His, 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 uh, his wife, bless her, she on, she on Facebook and everything, right? She on there and we hooked up back on Facebook because me and her son was really close. He, he passed away too. And so it was his birthday. She was on his birthday. So I, I, I texted, I mean, I got, you know, she put it on Facebook and I put it, hey, my mother from another, uh, how you say it? My mother. 
from the year right, you know. Now, that's the way she was. Now, they were Caucasian, so we grew up, you know, like that was like, you know, I was the, the black son. And, and, uh, but they, he saved my life because he got me in basketball. He got me in all that stuff, right? And I, and I was saying, because it was his birthday, and I said, uh, thank you. I said, uh, thank you. I said, happy birthday, Mr. Al, and thank you. And she broke on there, an affirmation is, we always loved you as a son. Affirmation. So I ain't got to get before y'all to get no affirmation. No, no, no offense. You know what I'm saying? Most of us run and we try to get approval because we're not getting it to the source that's supposed to give it to you. I've just been a very, very, very fortunate person. That everybody who needs to affirm me has affirmed me. That I needed it from. So I don't, I, don't, I don't go around. That's why when I used to go to school and, and, and I was the basketball star and all that kind of stuff like that, man, t- t- I was telling Bryson, I, I was telling Brandon Bryson, I was like, man, I wish I would have known I, I would have enjoyed it more. <laughs> but, I didn't, but, but because I had a lovely family and uncles and aunts, we just had a, you know what I'm saying, I didn't need the, that stuff at school. So when, the, when game day was there, hey, 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 right? But I didn't, I, it wasn't nothing to me. It did, I, didn't, I didn't need it. I was like, yay. But now I look back and I say, dang, I should have enjoyed that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow. You know, now the only time I really took advantage of it was when we went to the basement parties. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. What, what I meant was the only time I really got into that whole who I was, right? It was I went late because I knew if I went late, and when I came down, everybody, hey, I said, hey, what's up? What's up? Said, yeah, the man is here. The man is here. Yeah, that's the only time I really got into it. You know what I'm saying? But as for needing it. No, I didn't need it. I was very, very fortunate. And then, like again, some people don't, right? I was very fortunate in that my group of people came with me. Like when you play basketball, guess what? Your friends are built in. Whatever basketball, that's just your friend, that's your lot, right? I mean, so I didn't have to go to school and look like, who's gonna be my friend? You know what I'm saying? Like some kids do, I mean, that's serious for people, right? Who's, who am I with friend, right? Well, when you have a lot like that, I mean, I was so everything. So I'm looking back on my life, man, it's really patterning, thanking God for each step of uh, how he took care of me and get to me this, to this point that I can, I can preach to people not for affirmation, but I can preach them because I'm under the orders of God. And I don't need you because a lot of times people, I'm not throwing off, a lot of people use this pulpit to use people because they lack something in their life. Look look, look what Jesus needed. Jesus said, then the voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. That's affirmation. In whom I'm well pleased. That's approval. That's awesome. That's awesome, people. Jesus needed it. He needed to hear it. So when Jesus, get, when Jesus went out there, he didn't get caught up in the people. That, I, got the, I got the Father's approval. Oh, hey, 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 I can do ministry. I, I don't need, see, I don't need fame. Because I have my faith in the, in the Father who affirmed me. Y'all don't hear me up in here. <laughs> your, your, listen, your self-awareness comes from your childhood development. Parents, education, experiences. And the culture. The culture will make you self-aware if you're adequate or not. That's why you want to drive certain cars, have certain purses, certain shoes, because you're self-aware. They make you self-aware of how you're supposed to be. If I, if I, listen, if I came in here with the 60s clothes on, everybody looked like, what you, I just died, you, I just died. That shows you how a control we are, uh, the, the culture controls us. 
I came in here with a, a big afro picking my head and everything. He's 60, he's stuck. You know, right? But, but I could be free. Who's more free? The person who comes in and got the, 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 the what them shoes, the little, no, the, the platform shoes, you know, the stack shoes and everything. It'll like, get him, he had, no, no, I'm free. Right? Because I understand the culture. So I'm self-aware that I can be what I want to be. You got it? Let's look at the road. Why is self-awareness hard? Because of the subconscious over the conscience. Now, this is what I was talking about earlier. The subconscious is over the conscience. The subconscious is this. It gathers information, and then it programs you to be what you put in it. That's what your subconscious do. So you ain't got to think about it no more. The conscious is that you take data in and you start learning how to do it or accept it, and then if you receive it, you put it in the subconscious, never to, so it can program you to keep doing it again. Let me show you. Most of you, Pastor Terry, most of you, right, are sitting here and you're not listening to me because you, you're in the subconscious. That's why he says you have ears to hear, but you can't hear. Because you're in the subconscious, because your brain has programmed you to come to church, sit down, listen to a sermon, not really listening. With the conscience. You are subconsciously here. That's why you can say something to you and you don't get moved by it because you subconsciously hear. The subconscious does not think. It gives back to you. So that's why you look for phrases. Like I say something, like, amen, amen. If I say something like now, see, when I'm saying this, I have you, I have the, I'm, I'm, when I'm talking about this, I get you more into the conscious because you ain't never heard it before. You're like, what, 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 what? So it wakes it up. It wakes you up. That's why I used to say stuff, and my wife, you know, she didn't get on me. She was crazy. She said, you crazy. That's why I would say things, and then I would say things like, Oh, look at that big booty woman, right? And now, now, see, that would wake up your what? Conscience. He said, he said, what? He said, what, what, what? The, the, the whole time he just sitting there like this. Then I was like, big, what did he say? What did he say? No, no, you, you get me? That's why you come to church and don't change. Because you don't come with the conscience, you come with a subconscious. And that's why Jesus said, you seared your conscience. You can't hear me. Because you're not coming, you come here with the subconscious. And the subconscious programs you. Now let me give you an example of it. The subconscious works in, in the uh, autonomic system in the sense of automatic. You don't do, you know, okay. The subconscious is what your involuntary muscles work on. Your heart, your breathing, right, all that. You got it? It's the subconscious doing that. You got it? Now, everybody, do real quick. Hold your breath. Let it go. You just went into your conscience. You became conscious of it, and you stopped it. That's when you're using your conscience, when you stop it, and you start listening. You say, oh, oh. You make it start listening to you. But if you just didn't go and come in with an autonomic system, and you just let it go, you're never going to hear me. You have to use your conscience and say, stop, and say, what? What are you saying? You start holding, you start holding, it's like, what? Never heard it like that before, hmm? That's when you get something out of church. But most people, you're gonna leave here and you're not gonna get nothing. 
Because you're in your subconscious. And that's why he said, can you hear me? No, I can't hear you because I've already programmed you. Okay, just check this out. It's like when you first started driving, you was in your conscience because you weren't sure about it. You go, right? But the whole time, hear me, the whole time, you're training the subconscious to know how to drive. The data's getting in there. The data's getting in there. Now, after a while, you start going, right? When I leave here, unless Nietzsche needs to go someplace else, right? I'm in my subconscious. I'm going to get in that car. I'm going to turn. I'm not thinking, should I turn left or right? And that's why I always tell people, you get mad. That's what road, you know what road rage is? When someone cut in front of you and make you go to the conscience. No, they make you think because you don't want to think. Like, stop. You're like, why are you so mad? Because I wasn't thinking. You made me think. That's what it is. So we all run through the what? And it's, and no, it's a wonderful tool of God because who wants to get up and start thinking like, I have to get up. I have to put this leg in, this leg in. Nobody wants to do that. So, the, so it's great, right? You don't, so you don't have to sit there and think like that. You just, you just know the, just, you know, you, boom. That, that's the subconscious. But when you come to church, God's why God always flips it and says, I'm going to change your so I got to get your conscience awakened. So I'm going to tell you to do something that don't make sense to your subconscious. And that's when you deny. You say, God told me to get up at 3 o'clock more. That don't mean no sin. Because he's getting to your conscience. Because your subconscious is already programmed. It's going to get up at 7. So I got to awaken this person on a different schedule so I can get their attention. Because you're in the subconscious. And that's how we operate. Hmm. So, we, so, so you're on autopilot, right? And you never ask the question why, because that's, that's the way it is. Preference over purpose. And then good intentions over ineffective treatment. That's why it's self, you know, when you talk to somebody is not self-aware, and they, they got good intentions, but they, everything they do, they jack it up. And you tell a person, listen, you're jacking this up. But my intentions are good. They say they can't. Look at the results, but the brain is telling it, you've got good intentions, don't listen to them. <laughs> They're the wrong people. Okay? They're wrong. Good intentions. You got it? <laughs> listen to this. Good intentions are taught, uh, I mean, self-awareness is taught in the Bible, Romans 8, 29. For God knew his people in advance. That's your origin. And he chose them to become like his son. That's your identity. And so that is his son would be the firstborn among many what? Brothers and sisters. That's the family of God. So that's my self-identity. That's my spiritual identity. Everything begins with the spiritual identity. Everything. There's no really, I use a term that's, that's uh, layman, but it really there's no self-identity in God. There's spiritual identity. Self-identity says that it, things began with you. Spiritual identity says things began with God. Hebrews 4, 12, 13 says this. You got it? For the word of God is alive and powerful. That word means a mind of God. It is sharper than any, uh, than the sharpest two-edged sword, right? Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. That means deep into your being. It does what? It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. It means, it makes us self-aware. The word of God is supposed to make you aware. Like, oh my God, oh, oh I lied, I lied. It makes you self-aware. It gets, it's your innermost being. 
it talks to you. Nothing in all uh, creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one whom we are accountable. Romans 2.16 says this. And this is the message I proclaim that the day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge what? Everyone's secret life. Now, ain't that scary? Now, no, no, it shouldn't be scary because if you're self-aware, you ain't got no secret life. Then, because when I see you, you are really who you say you are. Self-awareness meaning, hey, take me for what I am, man, this is what I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So let's go through these three points and let's go on home, right? Self-awareness, spiritual. First thing is spiritual awareness, all right? Spiritual awareness. Psalms 139, 27. It says this, search me, O God. So the first thing we want is search me. Somebody say, search me, God. Search me. Look, look, look. For what? And know my heart and test me and know my anxious thoughts. And I, spiritual awareness, right? God, tell me. Show me me. Right, and that's scary. Show me me. You're asking God to show you. Not your spouse, you. Then do what? Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. First, awareness is spiritual. You're going to, tonight, today, right now, you're going to do what? Search me, oh God. Do what? For what? And know my heart and test me and know my anxious thoughts. Why? Point to out anything in me that what? Nah, ain't that scary, Maureen. You want to ask your spouse to do that? Go ahead. How God sees you. First of all, godly conscience. Objective outside of me, meaning you need something outside of you. Don't look at yourself because you give yourself a break. Outside of yourself. Spiritual awareness starts outside of me. What did you create me to be, God? Show me. Spiritual identity, made like God. Am I being made like God? Then it should bring you to this. Center to repentance, gospel. Godly conscience starts first. People don't repent because they don't have a godly conscience. They don't have a self-awareness of God. When you get self-awareness of God, God tells them who they are, what they're supposed to be doing, and how they're doing it, and then he tells, then repentance comes. I used to come to church all the time, listen to it, and get, and get I, they said I was a sinner, but I wasn't convicted by it. Yeah, I know I'm a sinner, man. I'm, I'm trying to work, do my best, you know, right? I was in the subconscious. It was programming back to me. How am I supposed to think about this? Not in my conscience really understanding what the person was saying. But when I got a godly conscience, it brought me to repentance. And change of what? Mind. By the gospel. The next uh, 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 is e eternal, internal awareness. After you do it, then you do it. After God does it, you do it. You got it? Eternal awareness. How you see you. Look at, let's look at James. But don't just listen to God's word. Don't be in the subconscious. Just don't listen to God's word. Do what? You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. You got it? You got to do what God, you got to look at that, you got to say, self-aware, you got to look into it, look into it, man. Go ahead. 
For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, you're searing your conscience, okay? It is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself. Walk away and forget, that's mental, what you look like. How many times you go to church, I'm sitting there going, this, 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 this. You see yourself, and then your subconscious tells you, you all right. Don't worry about it. Nobody lives that way anyway. Let's move on. You don't you don't, you're not in the conscious, you're in the subconscious, people, and it's going to kill you. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm scrutinizing. I'm in the conscience. Oh, my God, that is me. That is me. It's not my neighbor. It's not this. It's me, oh, Lord. Need the help. It's me. It's me. Right. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Shh. Now, look at this. How you see you. First of all, like I said before, subconscious, subjective. That's what your brain working. Your brain is made of trillions of connectors and billions of neurons floating around up in there, all jacked up from other, everybody. And you're coming to your subconscious, and you're not, and you're not thinking right now, you ain't even thinking. You ain't, you ain't trying to think. And I'm trying to make you think. You're like, nah, nah, nah. You're right? Subconscious. Then conscience. Cognitive dissonance. Then you're going to have, see, then we got you. When you start, when what, what I say conflict, what you're doing, now you have cognitive dissonance. Now you're in your conscience. If you don't leave here conflicted, then you stay in your subconscious. But if you leave here convicted, then you got into your conscience and don't play with that. You start saying, my God, God, show me something. Oh, my God. You know, if we talk about uh, giving, right? And, and the first thing, I ain't going to give, I ain't nobody giving, I ain't going to right? See, you're convicted. You're conflicted, but you dismiss it. So now when you go to church, while I was coming up, I never understood why people wouldn't do this, right? I go to church, people sitting there going, would a man rob God, right? And I, I wouldn't say Maurice. I said, well, man, that's deep, boy. Right, right? I'm just thinking, right? I'm on the outside looking in, right? He said, would a man rob God? Yep, you have robbed me. You know, man, they robbing God up in here, right? I'm thinking, dang. Right, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, you read that to me one time. I got to get up off that, that scripture there, man. Like, <laughs> right? I want to rob God, right? So how can people come to church, understand that scripture, hear that scripture, that they're robbing God and don't move them? That's deep to me. Like, did you hear what that? So how did you hear that? Through your subconscious. Because your conscience would get convicted. That's a very good sign. How you come to church and I say, hey, listen, as Christians, we don't have premarital sex. And you still have premarital sex. How did that happen? What are you listening to? We don't shack. You know, why don't you? Why wouldn't you say, oh, my God, that conscious mind is like, oh, my God, I got to get that right. Oh, oh God, I got to work this right. Now, you get in that bed, you get in that bed, you know, we can't, financially, we can't split. But, you know, you get over here, you get over here, right. and things are changing up in here. Amen. Subconscious says, oh, well, you know, person got their needs. <laughs> no? Because you, you, you don't want to go cognitive dissonance. You don't want to deal with the conflict. So you have, and you want God, so you have to change your belief. To coincide. Your belief now coincides with God. Not you side with God's belief. You have made a belief that makes, you, makes sense with God. But don't make sense with God, but you made it make sense with God. Now, plasticity. Now, you know what that is, ain't you, Doc? It means you have, they have found out, us neurosurgeons have found out. 
that when the Bible says renew the brain, renew the mind, right? They have found out scientifically, right? The mind can be altered. Now they just find this. The Bible says a long time ago. The Bible said a long time ago, renew the mind. All of a sudden, somebody, oh, you know, the Bible, the mind can be re re altered. You can start new highways in the body, in the brain, and new connectors, and, and you bypass this. And what it is is, when you come a Christian, what you come a Christian is this. I used to be a fornicator, right? So the brain has a fornicating road. So when you start renewing your mind on holy road, now I have a fork in the road. So I say, no, I don't go that way. I go this way. But I have to build this road in the brain to start going this way and start thinking like that. All right. Otherwise, so it's building a new road in the brain, how the brain thinks. That's what it means. Renew. But guess what? Fornication is still there. That road's still there. Lion's still there. All these roads don't go nowhere. Right. But I just don't what? Take the road. You got it? I don't, I don't go down. You know, if I go to, if I go to San Diego, I'm going down. What's that? Highway what? Five? Five, right? Four or five? What? Eight? Uh, see, there's a number of ways to get there. <laughs> but you can't take the, uh, what road won't get you to San Diego? Ten? Ten? Ten. 35, that's here. I'm in California. Well, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, for the analogy's sake, yeah, 35, it won't get you to San Diego. You got it? You follow me? I, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. I was saying, I said, man, if I backslid, I said, what would I do? Right? And then, then it just came to me and said, like, your brain would flip back to 78 when you weren't saved. Because they don't know anything else. So I said, I'm tired of church. What I'll probably do is, is, is go to a club. I go in there and just look around. Then I guess at my age, I'd probably have to go to a bar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? I guess I, guess I don't go to a club, you know, I go to the bar, right? But then, but then I'll be saying, hey, mama, what's up, baby? No, no. No, 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 people, it's going to flip. Right. Now, okay, have you ever seen some dirty old men? Yes. Right? I would be that dirty old man. <laughs> no, because I would flip and I'd be acting 79 because all I know, now listen, this deep, all my brain knows is 79. So now I've been in all this way all this time. All of a sudden I'm going to backslide. I'm going to 79 because the brain has never been in 2019 backslidden. So whatever you do and end up doing, it was already programmed there. If you get off dope, the high probability of you getting back on dope. I would never get on drugs because I was never. I'm not going back to drugs. But you're going to go back to where your highways are in your brain. The familiar roads in your brain, that's where you're going. So whenever you see that boyfriend, you be going like, hmm, I remember that road. <laughs> you start speeding up. <laughs> right? Get off that highway. Get off that highway. You know, that's, that's the highway to hell. That's where you're going. <laughs> Can we go next one? What's the next one? And the last one is how others see you. It says this do to others whatever you want, like them to do to you. That's the, that's the, if you want to have a good perception over yourself, just do that, people. All right? This is the essence of all that is taught in the law. 
and the prophets. Got it? Now these last three things. First of all, be other person-centered. How others see you, right? Be interpersonal skills, right? And the next one is, be courteous. Say thank you. See, we were, we were coming up, and I'm flipping, flipping. We, 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 this, this other person centered, how other people see you? I didn't know my, my parents were teaching me other person centered, uh, you know, external. The last one is external uh, awareness, right? But I didn't know she was teaching me, like, when you go to their house, don't act like you got some sense. Right? They was teaching you external awareness. Be aware. Even to this day, I was telling John Minos, I said, even to this day, right, I will go, if, if, if we're in a hotel, my wife said, if we go in a hotel, I clean the hotel, I clean the room up before the person get up there. Cause, cause, no, because I have an external awareness that I don't want this person to think that my slob was in here. Right. Now, some people just trash it, they're cleaning it up good. But my external, it calls from training, my external awareness is no, they ain't going to think bad of me. I'm going to clean this stuff up right here. That's external awareness. Saying thank you, that's external awareness. You, you mean something to me, that's external. Uh, not interrupting, or you say, excuse me. You got it? We don't have these skills. You need to listen now, listen, because you don't get these skills no more. Your table manners, meaning I love, it. I love to agitate my wife and, and, and eat and smack. Thank yeah. <laughs> <Frankie>. you! <laughs> and then have respect for other people's property. We don't have respect for people's property. So these are external awareness things that you have to understand that how do people perceive me? You should care for that. And so you learn by that. If you pass gas, say, you, say sorry. <laughs> Let them know it's coming. <laughs> don't be sitting there talking about it. <laughs> you ain't got no manners. You ain't got no. You nasty. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just do. That's TM. Was it TM? Too much information now. TI. I'm needing. I come. I come from a farting family. Right? <laughs> You know, my uncle passed me, go, <laughs> What's up? I didn't get that to Nietzsche's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it was like, almost like a divorce. Like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Dang, I don't play that. I don't play that. Dang, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> You're no fun. That's what, you got a nasty family. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't think that. I didn't think anything wrong with this one. You know what I'm saying? So, so know your manners. <laughs> know who you can do that to and who you can't. Worst thing to be on a trap situation on a plane. <laughs> somebody up there. Somebody up there and ate beans when they came. <laughs> and they all. Somebody. <laughs> you you want to stay on that? You want to stay on the plane? Somebody didn't say they sorry. <laughs> Nietzsche <laughs> looking at me to my no, look, look at me. <laughs> I know you don't play that. I ain't do all that. You got it? So let's go on here and let's go home and eat some more. <laughs> self-awareness. That, that's the only time I get no self-awareness when you eat. 
no, 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 no. This, this is what we do, Jonelle. We do about we, we, we ain't got no sober. Oh, I shouldn't be eating this. I'm with my weight. No, no, no. You ain't worried about the rest. <laughs> Point number one, spiritual awareness, all right? It all begins with God, how God sees you, all right? Number two, internal awareness, how you see you. And then number three, external awareness, how others see you. My goddaughter, Gabby, Gabby Jackson, just blessed me. She don't even know she blessed me. And it was so sweet. She was at the house. We were talking and eating and everything. And I was in the back in the cave. And she left. And she texted me. She said, God daddy, I said, she said, I'm sorry I left. And I didn't say bye. I thought that was so sweet of self-awareness. That I was in your presence. I know, I know they didn't get that from her daddy. They get that from my mom. was teaching me. Right? But I thought that was so sweet. That's self-awareness. I leave your presence, and I want you to know I had a good time. Bye-bye. See you next time. That, that is awesome. But it shows what? Self-awareness. And I didn't get into all that other stuff about, you know, y'all in love with that whole social media thing, but that's another thing, you know. Because a lot of y'all think y'all are so cute. <laughs> and just taking pictures of yourself every day. <laughs> And then, then, then they get all mad when I ask, like, why are you taking pictures of yourself? On, why, are you, why are you taking so many pictures? Why do you take so many pictures of yourself? You, you think you're cute? No, no, yes, you do. Yes, yes, you do. All right? Go on, take your pictures, but you know why you're taking the pictures. Let, put under there, I think I'm cute. Everybody look at this. <laughs> no, be, be truthful. Look at this. You got it? And then don't get mad with social media. They come back and say, no, you're not cute. No, you're not cute. You do that there, right? But all I'm saying is, people, be self-aware. Know why you do what you do. Let people speak into your life also and say, hey, listen, did you see this blind spot? Did you see this? And you grow into it, and, and God's going to bless you. Did you receive the word this morning? Amen. Amen.